Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hey there, as you're listening to Embrace Your Strengths, you might wonder how you can learn more about your strengths. I would love to connect with you and help you discover what is unique and amazing about you as we unpack your top five Clifton strengths. Who you are matters. Through one-on-one coaching or a team workshop, you can begin to know and develop your strengths, which can bring you more joy and purpose in your life. You and your coworkers can see and appreciate the value each person brings to your team and work together more effectively. Go to my website, barbaracolwell.com, where you can learn more details. You can contact me at barbaragcolwell at gmail.com. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to meet my friend Kelly Sautner today and hear what she has to say about her strengths. Welcome, Kelly. Well, hey, Barbara. What a surprise and what a fun little joy for me today to be able to hang out with you. I know. This is just so fun. And I um, had mentioned to you earlier just that I've been thinking about you and was just eager to talk to you about your strengths and for other people to hear about your journey and what you love about your strengths, what you've learned about your strengths and just Mm -hmm. all the knowledge about that. So I'm really so excited. Yeah. Well, um, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, Mm -hmm. where you live and what you do. Well, I'm Kelly Sautner. I'm married to Jim Sautner. We've been married for a really long time. (laughs) I always forget the number of years after about 20, I, I start forgetting, but I think it's, we got married in 87. So um, I guess that'd be 34 years um, this summer. We live in Austin, Texas, um, and we've been on staff with crew for over 35 years, Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, I have three kids. My oldest is JP, who's 30, um, and he's an adult with disabilities, um, and he is uh, working right now at UT. And I have two daughters who are also on crew staff, one named Maddie, who's overseas, an international missionary. Uh, She's about to turn 27. And then my youngest is 26, Victoria, and she's on staff as well. Mm. Well, it's just so wild that these little people that we have just grow up and (laughs) let's move on to the next It's exciting. (laughs) Well, I think about when we first met, um, what year was that when you all moved uh, to Austin? Here we used to live in Wisconsin. We were directing a campus ministry in Wisconsin, and then uh, Jim was hired as a regional director with Crew to come here to Austin. And so it was in '05, um, and we might have—I think we even met that fall, Barbara, of of 2005. Um, okay, we were meeting you early on. Yep. Well, I just. Um, yeah, I don't remember that exact moment, but I just remember how much I love getting to know you. And we just kind of jumped into just the ministry with um, mm-hmm. helping moms in our region to understand more about um, just their 
greatness and uniqueness mm-hmm. and how to really plug into um, having their impact in ministry with the the little bits of time some young moms have available that, to them. So that was just, you were such a key player for, oh. for a lot of years in what we did with our moms. So I am so appreciative. Yeah, that was really a fun memory for me too, getting to meet you. I feel like right from the start, we were compatible as friends. We just, we had different, but very compatible strengths and abilities. And it was just a joy to work with you from the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I know we'll get into some of those details in a little bit in this discussion, but why don't you um, tell our listeners what your top five Clifton strengths are? Okay. Well, my number one strength is connectedness. Um, number two is ideation. Number three is strategic. Four is input. And five is communication. Okay. Yeah. So what, what's a little bit about your like journey as you've understood what those are? I know I, um, yeah, I'll chime in when you talk about some of the things where, what I appreciated as we work together. Well, you know, I mean, it all made sense right from the start. When I took the strength finders test and I saw those, I was like, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) They really kind of, you know, nailed me. Um, And the other thing, just another thought that always comes to mind when I look at the strengths is it's kind of, I've always noticed that it's sort of like, it's not the individual strengths in isolation, although you can look at those, but it's the combination of strengths that kind of gives you some different strengths maybe, or I don't have the language for it really, but um, like strategic with ideation is different than strategic with other things or communication with connectedness is just kind of a, our, all th- three of them together or something really kind of make you um, sort of mix you up and make you a cake that tastes differently than others, you know, with similar yeah. ingredients. So um, yeah, so I, I like all of them. Um, I think I'm better at some than others, but, but, um, yeah, I like the combination. It's, it's really fun when I look at those words. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more like connectedness. That's mm-hmm. one that I have. It's my, I think number four strength, mm-hmm. but, um, I feel like sometimes that's one that's a little harder for any of us to really get. So what is that? What does connectedness look like for you in your life? Well, you know, I think uh, Strength Finders has a hard time describing it because it's one of a couple of those that are very spiritual, really, um, mm-hmm. and come out um, in people, especially, I don't know, I mean, maybe it comes out differently for people who aren't uh, believers in Christ or something, but it really is kind of a um, something that I didn't even know I had. It was so much the background of my life and it was so prominent that I didn't even see it. Um, uh-huh. And so it's really, I, how I see uh, connectedness is kind of nothing happens by accident. Um, uh-huh. I really believe that God is strategically in control of every single thing that happens to me and all of us all the time that he is God, he is big and he is good and he is running things. And so there's no mistakes or no accidents um, in the universe. I strongly believe that. I really believe in God's orchestration of my life and everyone else's life. And it gives me a tremendous amount of security. Like I, it causes me to be less fretful, less afraid, less stressed when seemingly random things happen, because I know that nothing happens that is outside of his control and his goodness. So that's kind of a short little way of thinking about connectedness for me. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I have a friend that um, one time said, I'm jealous of people that have connectedness. And I thought, really? Because <laughs> you know, like I said, I have it. It Just her mm-hmm. saying that really helped me think, like what you said, it's mm-hmm. a calmness and a mm-hmm. trust in not being so um, maybe worked up about curveballs or mm-hmm. things out of control. And I don't know, it made me, gave me, gave me a little more insight into the the idea of what connectedness is about. Mm-hmm. It also has this kind of, um, I don't know, like it's, it's not just connectedness to God or seeing that he is connected to everything and that he is creating everything. It makes it easier to find connections between others. So even people mm-hmm. who are very different than you, it's like, I don't know, it's like a strength or a skill to be able to see what um, unites us rather than simply what divides us. It's easy I think for me, I can see what divides me from others, but I also immediately and, and almost without thinking, see what connects us, um, what we have in common and what we, you know, what we're striving for together. So I, I like mm-hmm. that part of connectedness as well. Yeah, I, I find that I, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I, I totally just think of these connections when I talk to someone and uh-huh. I, and seem very rambly to the person, but I totally am seeing every connection about anything they tell me about mm-hmm. a book I read or about a person I know, or it's just like yeah. this golden thread that ties together those meaningful things with people. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. What about your next strength? What do you, um, how do you see that? Ideation is, <laughs> that's another one. I think it's really interesting with strength finders. So, so many of your strengths feel like so ordinary to you because you've been living with them for so long or you've been doing this uh-huh. for so long. Ideation is the same. I always am able to brainstorm anything. I can always see a way around a corner. That's like ideation plus strategic, my, my third one. But, you know, like I never, it's rare when I feel stuck. Um, I, I don't feel stuck much because no matter what problem is thrown at me, I can almost always uh, ideas pop in my head about how to change or get around that corner or do this. And then strategy ticks, you know, kicks in and then I'll just think, oh, if I do this three things ahead, then that thing will happen and then I can do that. And so I, it's, it really is sort of like, that's another one of those freeing things, right? I don't feel stuck much. I always mm-hmm. can imagine a way through any problem. And I like it also ideation also comes out in the form of creativity. I love to decorate. I love to paint. I love to, mm-hmm. you know, create new things and make beauty around me because, you know, I, I just ideas are constantly popping in my head. It's almost like yeah. I can't turn it off. So it's it's something that I really enjoy. Well, like you said, I I see the benefit of like you saying, having the ideation with strategic because they kind of dovetail each other because mm-hmm. you can maybe implement a lot of your ideas more than a person that might not have strategic. Yeah. I think, I think it's really, um, yeah, that would be really hard. I would think, but I mean, I'm sure God would give them some other way of having an outlet for their um, ideation, but yeah, for sure it comes out in me and in strategic. I remember when we were first met and I was on that mom's team and doing strategic planning um, which for a lot of moms is just like, ugh, they hate it. They thought it was boring. Yeah. You know, like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I just want to help people kind of thing. Um, for me, it's like cutting out the fat and kind of seeing a clear and easy and simple pathway forward um, is, mm-hmm. is like a challenge and a joy for me. 
and also combined with communication, which is my number five. I love communicating that in a clear way that makes even people who hate that kind of thing like it. <laughs> well, you made me like it. You were like, I was like, okay, and maybe I could do this. But then when you left, it was like kind of harder to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I love it. I really do love explaining things in ways that make people who currently don't like it or don't find it interesting or feel like they can't feel, oh, they have confidence, like they can, they can understand this or do this. And it makes it clear, a clear pathway. Strategic to me is almost like making a map for people. Like if they don't know how to get from A to B, I can say, well, take a left here and then go right and then go straight. Cause like, I'm kind of looking up above and seeing kind of next steps. And so for me, it's like a way of helping people. I love it that way. Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, bringing clarity to situations is really fun for me. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not one of mine. And I think we need to talk a little bit more. <laughs> tap into your strategic a little more. Yeah, no problem. What about communication? I, mm -hmm. I think about at one of our conferences when you were speaking about something and I think we were rooming together and I loved seeing your um, just intentionality with your words and what you're going to say and just how conscientious you were because you wanted to communicate whatever it was like so perfectly and clearly. Yeah. I love to speak. I love it. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just the joy of being able to connect again with connectedness, connect with my audience is super important to me to be able to get feedback from my audience, which by the way, COVID has made that harder because, you yeah. know, all I see is a screen. I still teach a class um, you know, on, in fact, it's tomorrow is my number two, the second class of my season. And it's about discerning the voice of God. And, um, so I get to communicate, I've got about 30 ish students online, but it's very hard, you know, as a communicator, you have to learn different skill sets to communicate and connect with your audience when you're online. Cause all you see is the flat screen and it's, you're not interacting with an audience. And I can say even no matter what the size of audience, I think probably the biggest audience I ever spoke to was maybe around five or 600 or something. And I still felt like I wanted to reach that last person in the back row. <laughs> I didn't want mm. them to tune out. I wanted to be very intentional about my language so that they were engaged and interested, knew what to do. It was simple and clear, but I really, that I connected. And then that ideation along with it, I cannot, I like, it's so hard for me to be boring. Like not, it's not, I can do it, you know, but like, I'm always thinking like, what can I do to make people laugh or <laughs> stay engaged oh. or, you know, like um, what word pictures can I use that will help people feel like they're there in that moment and feel very engaged? You know, so language is such a fun, it's almost like a, a palette that I'm painting with and I love it. It's just so fun. And I, I challenge myself that way. It's really fun. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me a little bit more about what you've been um, spending your time doing and kind of, I think it would kind of help us understand like, oh, this is how all these work together. Or just, I mean, I feel like you're, you're always kind of doing things that are inspiring, but that you're really good at too. So what, what does that look like? Well, you know, a for years, my husband, Jim, and I were worked with Destino, the, the Hispanic Ministry of Campus Crusader crew. Um, and I was on that executive team uh, with a number of other people. But one of the things that I started developing, I mean, almost uh, probably for the past 15 or 20 years was, uh, you know, discerning the voice of God, listening prayer and that kind of thing. 
Um, I loved it. It was just uh, life-changing for me to be able to understand on a deeper level the spirit-filled life and that kind of thing and being directed by the spirit. Um, but I eventually got into a role within Destina where people just, I don't even remember exactly how it happened. I sort of fell into it where I started praying with people. And I, st- I always see pictures when I pray, which is part of probably if you want to look through the lens of, of um, strengths, it would probably be communication plus ideation. Um, but I'm, I like see pictures. And it turned out the pictures that I saw where people were very accurate um, and, and so people started coming to me more and more and more and asking me, I really, I heard so-and-so tell me I have to pray with you, that kind of thing. And so I started praying more and more for our Hispanic staff and students. Um, and then eventually I decided to, uh, leave Destino and join, uh, the newly formed, uh, prayer ministry, national prayer ministry of crew. And so I was on their executive team there too, for a couple of years, um, and immediately I started uh, kind of rolling out this kind of prayer, having prayer appointments daily, multiple prayer appointments daily with staff, students, donors. I mean, people all over the world, really. And um, and so I pray with people. I don't know them. I know nothing about them most of the time, although I do. I start getting to know people because they ask for multiple appointments and stuff. But I, um, I just go cold and I just say, if God's going to show me something, I'm going to just tell you what I'm, what I'm seeing when I pray. And um, they just write down those notes of what I'm saying and they get back to me regularly about, oh, this was, you know, this helped me and that helped me. Um, so I pray all day long, every day, pretty much um, with people. And that's my job right now. With, it's awesome. <laughs> I also teach an online class. Um, so I, I usually gather up some of these people that I've been praying with and invite them to a class. And it's based on a book by Priscilla Shire called discerning the voice of God. And it's, it's quite good. Oh yeah. I did that study. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And a friend of mine, a colleague of mine and I, um, kind of supplement that book with kind of our personal experience from listening, prayer, discerning the voice of God, that kind of thing. So we, we do kind of 50, 50 book study plus some, uh, teaching on it. Um, so it's, we've done it three times now. We probably run over a hundred people through it, I guess, um, in the last year and a half or so. That's so exciting. Um, Yeah. It's really fun. I love it. Wow. Well, what else about, um, like, do you have any particular stories that just encourage you? I mean, I, as I meet with people and talk with them, help them understand their strengths, like one of the little exercises is, what does it look like when you're at hundred percent at all your top five strengths? Like, what does that look like? And I think the idea of like, what is your best self? And I, yeah. I feel like that's what we're all aiming for of like mm-hmm. putting our time and effort and energy into what we're good at, what we're made for, what God's purpose is for our life. Do you have any like time you think, Oh, wow, that was, I just love that. And I was being who God wanted me to be. Well, you know, it's really interesting when I do this style of prayer, it's not, um, oh, what do I want to say? It's not like I can program it or uh, prepare in advance. Uh Um, I'm just, I just sort of jump in. And, um, and so I never know, it feels a little bit risky. um, Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, like, you know, if I'll pray for, you know, person X, um, I've never met them in many cases. I don't know anything about them. I don't know their background. And I could, 
I could feel very foolish, but I'm, but the connectedness is like, I'm connecting with the Lord and I'm asking him because he tells me to ask him, teach me how to pray for X person. And so I don't come in with an agenda. And when I pray in those appointments, I've never felt more alive than when I started doing that. It feels so right and so good and so in the moment that I'm interacting with the Lord, connecting with the Lord, connecting with this other person, um, communicating his heart and his love over them, um, speaking scripture over people that, you know, uh, God has directed me to, um, you know, just on and on. I mean, he gives me pictures, specific pictures. So I'm just going to give you one example quickly, and I can give you others too, if you want more. <laughs> I, I, there was one point uh, a couple of years ago, I was praying with a staff woman with crew um, and she was in downtown Manhattan. And I'm, I'm guessing you've been there before, Barbara. And it's, there's no wildlife there really, (laughs) except for maybe rats or whatever. But, you know, she was just, this was, you know, she was just sitting on a, on a bench in downtown Manhattan. I could hear the buses flying by and I started praying with her. And the very first thing I saw over her was a butterfly. And I was like, butterfly, I don't know what that means, but, you know, I have to, by faith, kind of move forward in that. And I just said, look, so-and-so I'm seeing a picture of a butterfly. And all of a sudden I heard this clunk (laughs) because she dropped her phone. She was so startled because while she was listening to me and had a journal in her lap, a monarch butterfly flew in the middle of Manhattan and all this traffic and landed in the journal. (laughs) It was just so crazy. And what was really interesting is butterflies had always held this super important meaning to her. She had like a sense since a little girl that, you know, God had taught her things about butterflies and what he wanted to say to her about herself and beauty and um, that she is protected and cared for, even though she feels somewhat fragile and on and on. So there was just, um, it was, that would be just one very startling, but it happens like literally every day, Barbara, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm as equally as surprised as anybody else. <laughs> you know, like one time I was praying with another staff gal a couple of years ago and immediately I saw the verse, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news. And she just bursted into tears and, and I was like, oh, gosh, what did I say? <laughs> what did I do? And she pulls up her leggings and that verse is tattooed underneath all of that on her foot. And it was just like God just God over and over and over again shows people that he sees them. He knows them. He knows them intimately well. He knows all about them and he loves them and he wants to give them direction in their lives. And I feel like in some ways I'm just watching a movie and just sort of reporting what I'm seeing. So it feels very easy and light to me. It does not feel heavy and hard. Um, It's, it's just a joy and I get to be part of it. And then I get all these feedback from people just saying, you know, like this was amazing. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. And for me too, it's amazing for me because I get to enter into the presence of God when I pray like that too. So it's just really, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I hit on all my five there, but um, it feels very strategic to me (laughs) because what I'm doing is teaching people how to do this so they can do that themselves. Um, You know, uh, it feels like um, I'm causing them to enter into a part of their brain maybe that they uh, don't always use in ministry or in other places to really Mm -hmm. know that the Lord does want to connect with them and love them. That's the ideation part, um, the input that he wants to give me to give them and all that. I don't know. I could go on, but um, does that kind of answer? uh, Yeah. Well, I think about, I mean, it wasn't like you were 
officially doing this mm-hmm. on our little mom's trip that we had, but I experienced that like we just mentioned before we got on this call of mm-hmm. you seeing me when we were at this in this mom's trip at a moment that was kind of a low moment, not a big mm-hmm. low moment, but just your attentiveness to me and praying with me as we were coming back from Paris. And I experienced that. Yeah, I remember that. I, it's like, I, it's funny. I think I was just thinking about that for some reason, like a month ago. I think I was preparing me for for us talking together, but I remember seeing you. And I guess I always thought that everybody could do this or was able to, I don't know. It's like just a, I thought everybody did this, you know, but I saw you, I knew exactly what I was supposed to say. It's like, I felt like I got this input from God, um, you know, or just like, which sounds, it can sound so crazy when I hear other people talk that way. It's like, oh my gosh, that makes me scared. <laughs> you know, I don't know uh-huh. what that's coming from, but for, for me, it was just, I knew I was supposed to say something specific to you. I can't remember now it's been so many years, but I remember there was something specific I had to say, and it was about how you were seen and known and loved. God sees you and knows you and loves you. I saw you, if I was able to see you, how much more the Lord was able to see you and just adored you. And it was just undoing a lie from the enemy that I think was going on in that moment. But I find that's often the case when I'm praying with people. There are lies that people agree with. They don't even know they're agreeing with it. You know, they just, they've just always believed that they're worthless or they're, you know, I don't know that the the situation is hopeless or whatever. And it's like the Lord is constantly at work wanting to undo those things. And um, yeah, yeah, I remember that well, Barbara. Well, I mean, it, it felt, it felt kind of silly, but I think, you know, like you say, we all have these different lies that we believe. And I think it was triggered just from me tripping in front of the Louvre. We had a very quick Oh, that's a visit to the Louvre. And it was just silly, but I just felt embarrassed and I felt kind of unseen. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy to even say that, (laughs) but it's like, you saw me. And then, I mean, you followed up with that later of just like, yeah, it was a a moment I was grasping onto lies that weren't true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that is like, I mean, it's so common for people, myself, included. And unless God uses somebody, either either a person, his scripture, a Holy Spirit speaking directly to you to correct that lie, you can hang on to those things for a long time. And then they build into walls in your life where it's brick by brick. You know, the next thing where that triggers that same thing just builds, it, it, you know, adds to that lie um, and convinces you even more about the lie instead of God just knocking it down with the truth of his word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, um, what, what is your, um, advice for someone that maybe, maybe they haven't ever even heard of Clifton Strengths or really, maybe they got their results, but they don't really haven't done anything with them or examined what they are. What, what's your advice to someone that maybe just is on the beginning of understanding what their strengths might be? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think it's super critical to know who you are. Um, if you don't even know who you are and what you bring to the table or potentially can bring to the table, it's really hard to have confidence in bringing anything. Um, there is this lie out there, I think, that we kind of have to be sort of good at everything. That's one lie. Or I'm good at nothing. You know, it's like one or the other. And I think I think the thing that Clifton Strength Finders has helped me with is kind of deciding to major on the things that I'm actually good at 
um, and mm-hmm. develop those rather than trying to, you know, look at all my weaknesses, all the areas where I'm a D or F student, and then just try to become better. Because I'm, I, I'm only ever going to get to, if I spent all my energy and time, I would only ever get to a mediocre level at some of these lower areas. I'm just not great at that. And it has, you know, no interest for me. But I do see it. I, I see what I can bring. And then I can also see what other people can bring. So it's kind of like that body metaphor that the scripture talks about, that I mm-hmm. need those people who do well those things that I'm not good at. And they probably need me too. And so it's just one body, many parts. And um, it's important to know what you bring, though, how what your skill level is and how to develop that. So so, um, yeah, I think it's important for me to know what I what I can do. Otherwise, I'd be toiling around trying to do stuff and annoying people, really, <laughs> you know, doing yeah. things that are just not I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been just so helpful just to kind of glean just from your knowledge about strengths and even just like you say, how the, what you're learning for yourself and really putting your efforts and energy into what you're good at. And I love hearing about these people that you get to pray with and I know are significantly impacting them in so many ways. Mm. Well, um, I have one last question. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Hmm. Well, um, (laughs) I got to tell you that it is a joy for me to have kids that love Jesus. And I've been thinking about that and dwelling on that um, this last week for some reason. But um, I remember when I first became a Christian um, as a college student, I was single. I hadn't even met Jim yet. I was, you know, like whenever I was 18 or 19 years old, I remember being at a conference and I remember having this sincere prayer that I can almost picture right now where I was and what I prayed. And it was, God, I don't care what else happens to me, but I do, I do want my kids to know you. And please, God, would you just give me children who knows you, who know you? And um, I've been, and they do, my kids really love the Lord. And it hasn't always been the case. And some of them were later in coming to it than others. Um, Some were very young, some of them were older, but oh my gosh, they love the Lord. And um, so for me, it's like, okay, I just, it, it, it causes me such joy and peace that they're connected with me, connected with the Lord and want to grow. I, I can't tell you how much joy that gives me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could die yes. as a woman. <laughs> yes, that is, that's such a gift and so, mm-hmm. so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And they are delightful. <laughs> I know some of them a little more than others, but mm-hmm. I am see just the joy that you would experience from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for taking time this um, spontaneous afternoon just to share about your strengths. And I'm excited again for our listeners to, to grasp some nuggets from just the wisdom that you shared today. So thank you so much. Of course, it's my pleasure, Barbara. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. 
You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.